재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. What time is it? Do you know what time it is? 
think driving in Seoul is any worse than any other big cities in U.S., like New York. You mentioned L.A., but I thought L.A. driving is not that uh, different from driving in Seoul. Okay. Uh, given the population and the, the road is bigger over there, so it is a different story. But I used to live in a smaller city, uh, the Oklahoma and the Illinois and other, the Irvine in California. Uh, compared to those cities, I don't think Seoul driving is any worse than um, U.S. driving. All right. Again, um, I suppose this is purely anecdotal <laughs> in my case, Professor Wong. Uh, there was a recent study by the National Police Agency. I just mentioned uh, more than 20% of these incidents are caused by honking. Um, when you drive, uh, I mean, that that is something that goes on a lot. You hear a lot of honking. You hear, you see uh, a lot of people angry. What are some of the common forms of uh, road rage, and why do you think it has become a increasing problem in Korea? Well, I mean, uh, now the Korean police has changed the traffic regulations, so they actually have nine types of behavior that is now defined as reckless driving, and some of them could be speeding, you know, uh, specifically in a road rage context. If you're tailgating somebody for getting, for, you know, having, being, being, uh, you know, feeling like you're being disrespected, that certainly happens quite a lot. And also uh, the the mirror images that after getting ahead of somebody, you know, coming to a sudden stop or suddenly slowing down, that also can can lead to uh, you know, tra- tra- traffic accidents as well. As for the question about you know whether the road rage has gotten more rampant or not, I'm not really sure about that. I mean, the police has has been collecting data on road rage only since last year, when the media reports about certain road rage incidents have gotten uh, gotten some publicity. So whether that there's actually a trend line going on in Korea where, where more people are engaged in road rage or not, personally, I'm not I'm not so sure. Professor Han, um, some are extreme cases. Uh, one of the latest cases is a bizarre story. A woman in her late 30s throwing dog's excrement at, at, a, at a car for not yielding. I, you don't, sometimes you wonder, where did they even get this stuff and, and have the presence of mind to actually throw it? Um, what are some of the psychological factors that trigger road rage? Okay, uh, this case is outrageous, but this kind of behavior is not only limited to road rage. Uh, for a few people, it becomes a habit of expressing their anger in a violent form. We tend to, to think that uh, expressing anger is a good way because it can relieve stress, but it does not work that way. Physiologically speaking, if you show your anger in a violent form, you will continue to experience a negative high arousal, and it can get even worse. Um, maybe it's a, a vicious cycle. You get upset, you act violently instead of managing your anger. Then behavior is becoming your habit, automatic response, and your own behavior is creating negative environment for you. So this is going to be even harder to control your behavior, um, and that becomes who you are. Uh, but except for a few severe mental illness cases, maybe that can be based on genetics, uh, we usually have the ability to manage anger or aggressive behavior. So, But once violent behavior is becoming your habit, it is more and more difficult to control. Okay, so in terms of then symptoms, you wouldn't say this is road rage is a, a mental disease, um, but do you think it's a sign of another problem? It is related to others, but I don't think it's like specific to road rage. Okay, yeah. now um, Professor Huang, there is of course a legal aspect to this as well. Uh, road rage does lead to you. You mentioned some of the uh, examples there, right? Cutting people off, tailgating. It does lead to driving in a way that could endanger people, leading to accidents, um, maybe even situations where people are injured or uh, tragically even die. How would reckless driving be defined in these um, 
in legal terms in this kind of context? And what would be a challenge for prosecutors or police? So the Korean police has uh, put into effect a new regulation related to reckless driving, and they have uh, basically listed nine kinds of behaviors such as speeding or sudden stops and so forth. And if you engage in two of those behaviors or one behavior repeatedly, that's now defined as reckless driving. And and the penalty now is that you can face up to one year in jail or uh, fine up to five million won. But the trouble is that, again, it's defined as a repeated behavior. And unless the police car is basically following you around, counting up all the violations that you've committed, it's really hard to pin down this uh, such behavior. So police, the, the, the way that the regulation is set up has to uh, rely on other people's reports. And uh, because of that, the reliability of such reports can be questions as well. So because of the fact that a lot of this is subjective and maybe even it would be relying on testimonies, it's almost impossible to actually have an accurate gauge of repeat offenders or in terms of trying to prosecute or punish a, an individual with this. Exactly. Unless there's like dash cam recording of such behavior, it would be uh, you know fairly easy to prove. But if it's an eyewitness uh, account, then it might be really difficult. We're going to try to continue this discussion in the second part of our panel discussion, uh, get into some more of the uh, reasons both in the legal sense as well as psychologically uh, with road rage um, to the extent that it is a problem here in Korea and maybe what some of the solutions can be as well. Uh, Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.